Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect as many teams are straining their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here and almost over. And MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be on the action of BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get on, on everything imaginable this season. Game spreads, totals, team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sports book expert. All right, guys, welcome into the Pit Panther Rants, other sports rants podcast. Vlad Harris, your host. Happy Friday, you guys. It's Friday, 1 a.m. I've been itching to do this podcast for probably about the last, I don't know, several days and just haven't gone through it. I haven't had like a nice little tile for it, but unfortunately, we're just going to move on to BC. Here's my thing. If it was, if the game was a national televised broadcast and there was nobody in the stands, it never happened. So, you know, as far as I see it, Pitt's 3-0 and they're going to play Boston College. I just don't understand why a 3-0 we're not ranked anymore. I don't get it. But let's get to NC State. Because, yeah, we do unfortunately have to talk about this. You know, 2020 has been such a strange year. But at least pit football, pit football gives us some normality. Because as weird as things are, pit football obviously isn't weird because it still finds creative ways to lose football games they should win. And uh, Saturday, well, this was one of them. But we knew this was going to rear its ugly head eventually. Like I said in the last podcast, where, you know, Pitt played Louisville and Mikel Cunningham, or Malik Cunningham, whatever he wants to call himself these days, um, he um, he misfired on some of his passes. Some are on him, some are due to the pressure. But eventually Pitt was, Pitt's defense was going to run into somebody it wasn't going to misfire. And, you know, Pitt did lose some players from last year. Well, they had, well there's Dane Jackson. You know, he graduated. Uh, Demario Mathis is hurt. And, you know, if you have a really good pass rush, you can hide weaknesses in the passing game, you know, your pass defense. But um, when you can't get pressure, well, you can't, you know, if you get pressure or you can't get pressure, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm talking circles here. If you get pressure, obviously you can shield your deficiencies in pass defense. The Steelers' defense 
for as long as I've known it, has been really good at that. When times when they couldn't get a good pass rush, teams would pick them apart. They would be able to make their reads. Same with Pitt. If they can't get a pass rush in, well, then stuff like this happens on Saturday. But I know people are going after Penner Doozy and Mark Whipple for the uh, offensive production. And rightfully so. But they scored 29 points. Could have had 31 if it wasn't for a drop. And, you know, if you scored almost 30 points, you should be able to win a football game. Uh, the defense took a major shit in the fourth quarter. And we lost. And, and get this, guys. We were outscoring the fourth quarter 13-9. 13-9. So we... um. I hope we didn't exercise that whole, you know, 13-9 thing for West Virginia, although they did beat, you know, Baylor over the weekend. I mean, I can't believe Baylor actually played a football game. Good Lord. As far as the game itself, I mean, offensively, you know, it was all Kenny Pickett. So, you know, as much as I harp on Kenny Pickett, he was not the problem last week. I mean, over 450, you know, 450-plus yards, Total offense. I mean, he was the one-man show. And I said, you know what? And I, and I posed this question on Twitter yesterday, and which is, you know, you know, technically yesterday. I said, why not just line up at four wide, just air raid it? They got plenty of uh, weapons to do it with. They're not. I mean, the offensive line isn't all that great, so we can't really get a running game. We I mean, we really don't have a running back that has the it factor. I mean, Vincent Davis is a, you know, a nice hard worker, but he's he's no close to the second coming of LaRod of LaRod Stevens Howling. I mean, you put LaRod Stevens Howling ba- back there and he's going to actually be he's going to be bit, he's going to be better than all these running backs that we have. I mean, I'm sorry, but none of these backs could carry LaRod Stevens Howling's jock. And the guy's only 5'6". He was 5'6 or 5'5, five, five, but the guy played like he was a six like a six foot, two hundred fifteen pound back. I mean And I think if he was uh, a lot bigger, I think his NFL career would have been a lot longer. But look at the rest of the stats here. I mean, Pitt had several drops, which you know, drops tend to be the issue, and they were pretty critical at this point. DJ Turner, he catches 186 yards. Hell of a game. Jordan Aston, two catches, 77 yards on the touchdown. Well, actually, you know, same five of them was just that one play itself. Taysir Mack, six catches, 76 yards. Um, Taysir is a hell of a talent. He's a pro talent. But if he can't uh, consistently catch the football, he's not going to, he's not going to, uh, you know, he may get, he may get practice squad at best. If he can get his shit together, he will be, he will have a really good NFL career. If, you know, he, I think he'll make it. Shocky Jockey, two catches, 42. Trey Tipton, one catch, 20 yards. I mean, they spread the ball out, but they can't get a running game going. And I don't, you know, we're heading to game five now, and I'm not sure if that running game is ever going to surface. Do you guys? I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. You know, I mean, halfway through the season, I just don't see a running game happening and none of these backs are really they don't they're not eye opening. I'm I mean personally I'm ready to 
a lot of these uh, the backs that we have, except for Izzy because he's a freshman. I'm ready to send these guys to Cal U or IUP at this point. Conference USA somewhere where they're going to succeed because they just don't do much for me. And but it's not you know, it's not totally their fault. I mean the the offensive line hasn't been that great. So I mean. You know, Dave Borbley, he's got his... I mean, if this keeps up, I mean... we got to do something about him. I mean, we we got rid of John Peterson. I, guess, I think that's who the last guy was. I mean, we got him... I think we got rid of him for a lot less than this. If I'm not mistaken. Or I could be wrong, I don't know. But... Basically... It was just another day at the office for us as Pitt fans. But, like I said, if it didn't happen on national TV or in person, or if you didn't see in person, well, it never happened. I mean, yeah, you could say the media was there, but you know what? The media tends to, you know, you know they're quote-unquote fake news. So, yeah, they're rolling. But eventually, Pitt was going to run into a team where they weren't, where the quarterback wasn't going to misfire, and of course, you know they had, they had a tight end that pretty much picked us apart, and we couldn't cover him. We had no answer for him. We had not a damn thing. When Pitt went up 29-23, uh, 29-24, twenty nine twenty four, it was going for a two point conversion. They missed it, and I just remember, I, remember, I just remember, it was there was one forty left on the clock. With no timeouts and just it was flashes of two thousand nine since since then already. They they got they, they barely had a minute and a half, and they were in the end zone. I think in five plays. I think. And I just you know, and this I mean this was just the shades of it. We just we had no answer for them. We couldn't we couldn't get off the field. And then the last two plays that they you know that our offense had. I mean. I have no idea what we were doing there. I mean, first play, Kenny's throwing over the middle, and I have no idea why he was throwing a crossing route when you have 20 seconds left. I mean, you've got to throw that ball down the field. I mean, I'm not sure what the what the, what the play call was. And then, then he threw a Hail Mary to the 50-yard line, and I don't know. I mean, yeah, the guy wasn't the, guy wasn't the problem. I mean, yeah, Kenny's limited in a lot of things. I'm not sure if his arm strength is really there, but we kind of with 20 seconds left, you kind of have to throw that ball down downfield, and I just don't know why we didn't do that. I mean, this is in Tecmo Bowl where you can throw a under you know underneath route to your fastest uh, receiver, and then he can zigzag his way to the fucking end zone. You know this what you know this wasn't that type of an instance. At all, we had to we had to actually you know physically throw the ball down in the field, but whatever. I'm no expert in this. Now there also was some bullshit penalties that happened, and I hate. I mean, I really hate to blame officiating for losses. I mean, there were some that uh, did that did um keep drives alive and you know fucked us. But at the end of the day, we had a chance to overcome that and put these guys away and 
because bad calls are always going to be, you know, especially in ACC for us. We've been in here for so long. Bad calls are always going to be part of the game. And, well, I don't know. We just didn't get it done, guys. Now, looking around the ACC for the past, um, well, for the last Saturday, Wake Forest finally got a win over uh, Campbell. Good for them, 66-14. Clemson beat Virginia, 41-23. Virginia didn't play all that bad. I guess, you know, beating it was their second game in the ACC, but... Still, it's Clemson. They move on. North Carolina faced Boston College, and we play BC on tomorrow. Boston College came back to, you know, make us a game. I, you know, when I watch Boston College and Pitt, as we'll get into this, I see a lot of similarities this time around. I mean, we both teams are very similar. We have a you know we have. We're known for the passing game, but our running games suck, and we have good defenses. Florida State beat Jacksonville State four one twenty four, so good for them. They got you know, they got they got in the win column. Virginia Tech beat Duke thirty eight thirty one, and I thought Tech would blow them out, but Duke you know made the game towards the end. But going around the rest of the, the rest of the uh, college football world. Uh, Bama destroyed um, Texas A&M 52-24. I thought A&M would give them a game, but I'm not really right on a lot of things. Florida knocks off South Carolina 30-24. Georgia knocked off Auburn 27-6. I think I picked Auburn and upset them, and yeah, that didn't work out either for me. TCU knocks out Texas 33-31. I'm getting kind of tired of hearing about how how overly hyped Texas is with Tom Herman. And this was supposed to be a big year for them, supposedly. Here's the thing. At one time, Texas was one of the top jobs in the country. Now Texas isn't even the top job in Texas. I mean, if you want to go get... If you want to go to a program where you'll make money, get paid, and you have all the resources, you don't have to go to Austin anymore. Uh, Baylor. Baylor has plenty of money. I mean, that's what Matt Rules Rules said when he went to Baylor. He knew that he was going to get all the resources and all the money available. Uh, TCU has plenty of money. Texas Tech. Texas A&M has boatloads of money. I mean, you can make a lot of money and get a lot of resources just to underachieve, like many coaches have done at A&M. Or if you go, if you don't want to go the the power route, if you want to go at the SMU or Houston, they're they're gonna pay you. So yeah, I don't get the hype with Texas anymore. It's a bunch of crap. Since then, with the three zero, uh, Luke Fickle's doing a hell of a job there, and you know. They've kind of rise from the ashes from the whole you know Big East implosion, and it's worked out for them. Arkansas knocks off Mississippi State. I mean, Mississippi State knocked off LSU the week before, pretty big. And you know that's the th- that's the thing about uh, Mike Leach and his teams. One week they'll air raid the hell out of people and win, and then he'll find creative ways to lose football games. And 
this is one of them. I mean, he, things will always look good for Mike Leach's teams, but then he'll find a creative way to lose a, you know, some football game that he shouldn't lose. Oklahoma State, you know, they're 3-0 as well, and things are looking up for them in the uh, Big 12 because Oklahoma lost, and the Big 12's already imploding, and it's not, you know, it's... We're not, we're not even halfway through this season. The Big 12's already imploding. It's amazing. And, uh, you know, SMU knocked off Memphis, so SMU's ranked. I mean, I think they'll end up ranked. I think SMU will come in ranked because they're 4-0 now. But that's pretty much what happened the rest of the you know college football world. Nothing entirely too crazy. Well, West Virginia beat Baylor in overtime, so there's that. But now you know, guys, um, as the um, country starts to reopen up, I myself, I'm going to want to get back in the dang scene. And you know what? I'm going to have to be prepared, you know? So that's why we have Manscaped with a lawnmower 3.0. It's got skin safe technology, you know, and if I can't, and if I can't afford my electric bill and if I want to shave in the dark, I mean, it's got a LED I can, you know, I can, I can shave my balls and my private parts in the dark, because you know what, I want to look good. I mean, in case you know if the, if the girl finds me strangely attractive and wants to, uh, you know, have intimate, you know, have happy time with me, I gotta make sure you know I'm well groomed down there. You know, it's not a forest, and of course, they also got the crop preserver, which is a ball deodorant, and also they got the little, the little spritzer too as well, because you know I want. I got to look good. I got to smell good down there as well. Because, you know, you don't, you know, I don't want to scare her off. I don't want to, you know, you know, if, you know, if, you know I have to, it has, it, has to look, it has to look nice and well-groomed and smelling good, you know. Because, you know, things just might work out for me. And, of course, they have the shears where you can, uh, you know, if you want, if you want to make your nails look good. Personally, I, I'm, I buy my nails, so it's really freaking mute for me. But, hey, you know, if you want to, you know, if you want to clip your nails like that, have at it. But go to manscaped.com, enter the promo code armchair, you get 20% off your order, you get free shipping, and you get a, you know, you get a box full of goodies, man. You're going to get the, you know, the lawnmower 3.0, plenty of stuff, you know, you know, make you smell good, make you look good. So check it out. And of course, you know what? If it's going to be, you know, um, if it's going to be a night with a rosy poem and, the, and her five sisters... Then you know what? Go to bed online. Plenty of, uh, you know, they got plenty of things, lots of props, lots of things to make money off of. And do the promo code armchair, man. Take advantage of the bonuses. So maybe if you're not going to go on a date and you're stuck with Rosie and her five sisters, well, make sure you wash your hands before, you know, you get on your smartphone and whatnot. Go check on bed online. Your sports book experts. All right, guys. Now we go to this week. We got Pitt and BC, and of course my phone fell. Excuse me about that, guys. Technical difficulties. I uh, hope you know you don't know, hurt yourselves. But Pitt and BC, basically, are two similar teams. Uh, they can pass the ball, but they can't run it, and they got two stingy defenses. Uh, BC's defense last week gave Sam Howell some problems. 
But as I looked in the, um, as I looked, I mean, they pressured him. And I'll tell you what, he's a, you know, I was pretty hard on him, but uh, he's a hell of a quarterback. I mean, as I watched him move around him, I and mean, he was making some really good throws. And But I think, you know, with Pittsburgh receivers, and it's going to be a similar thing where Kenny's probably going to have to throw the ball 30 to 40 plus times and throw for 400 yards. It's going to be one of those games. Unless Pitt's, um, unless Pitt's running game gets something going, which I don't see that happen anytime soon. But who knows? Where things happen, things get overlooked. We may luck out here. But BC can't run the ball, but they do have a pretty big back who um, may give some trouble towards the end if it, you know, if, the, if it goes crunch time. I think the game's going to be another type of game with like it was with NC State. I think you're going to see some scoring. One thing about um, Phil Jerkovic is he's a hell of a quarterback. I mean, if you give him time, he's going to make you pay. But I think if Pitt can pressure him, I think, um, you know, it'll work. You know, we can limit him. And, you know, he's still got a few games under his belt. So I think I do like Pitt's chances. I think they win this game by least. Uh, let's see. In Pitt fashion, let's see. We lost her at 30-29. I say we win 23-20. I think we go under. Or 30-27, we go over. But the key is going to be the pressure Jerkovic. Uh, North Carolina was able to do that at times and make him uncomfortable. The guy can move around. He's like he's he's tall. He's like Roethlisberger. He's tall. He'll move around. I mean, the guy is a, is a statue. But Pitt needs to you know to keep on his ass and of course, you know, not have what they had happen last week. But, of course, it's, up, it's going to be up the offense as well to uh, do some things. I mean, they did all they could, but they're going to have to, you know, score a lot more or just outscore the opponent. But, yeah, this is going to be another tight game. Um, all I can tell you guys is drink lots of beer and lots of alcohol. Keep yourself stress-free. If it gets too much for you, flip on some Paw Patrol because, or whatever, you know, whatever you want to watch. Put one, you know, if you have kids, put a kid's show on or... If you're single, put on a put on a porno or do something else. You know, cut grass, do landscaping. I don't I don't care. I mean, whatever you guys like to do. But yeah, I I think it's a tight one. I think Pitt wins it. I think if this was later in the season, probably BC wins it. But I think Pitt will take this one. Now look at the rest of the uh, top twenty-five for this week. Well, actually, we'll start with the, we'll start with the ACC. Then we'll work our way around. Louisville and Georgia Tech. Uh, you know, Louisville. Um, now, neither one of these teams have played in two weeks. And I think um, Syracuse, obviously, last time, you know, Tech played, they lost to Syracuse, and Louisville lost to Pitt. It's a tough one. I think Louisville's a five-point favorite. I don't know. I you know, To be honest with you, Louisville really didn't show me a whole lot. You know what? I was going to take Tech in an upset, but I think Louisville blows them out. Virginia Tech, North Carolina. North Carolina's um, they're at top uh, top ten right now. They're they're number eight in the con- in the country. Virginia Tech's two and zero. I take North Carolina in this one because I think Tech has still got some guys out and Sam House playing the help. You know he's he looked really good last week, and I think they they move on. NC State, Virginia. 
I actually like uh, NC State in this one. I think they they get a lot of confidence from you know from the pit game. They take out the Cavaliers and they move on. You know they move on. Duke and Syracuse. Uh, I think Syracuse goes a two and two in this one. Duke has just been a hot, some hot garbage, but given how hot garbage Duke Syracuse has been, wouldn't surprise me if they will lose either. But I think it's a high scoring one. I think the over under on over under this game is fifty two. Definitely goes over. Miami and Clemson. Ooh, a top 10 showdown. I think the safe bet is uh, Clemson, but look but look at here, guys. I don't think there's any fans in the stands for Clemson. Is there in Death Valley? No. So you know what? I'm going with Miami. I'm taking Miami with the upset. And of course, Florida State, Notre Dame. Well, nobody really cares about Florida State, so Notre Dame probably wins this one pretty easily because they, you know, Notre Dame sucks. I mean, Florida State sucks. Now the rest of the top twenty-five: Florida, Texas A&M. Florida probably wins this one. Yeah, I don't think A&M is going to do do dick in this game. LSU, Missouri. Uh, yeah, LSU, I think we'll recover and they'll win this one. Texas, Oklahoma. Red River, Red River shootouts happened early this year. And you know what? This game would have a lot of uh, meaning, but it really doesn't now. But I think Tom Herman and the crew finally win this one. But I wouldn't be surprised if they find some creative way to lose it like they always do. Because Texas can't stop shit on defense. So, yeah. Tennessee and Georgia. I'm not sure how Tennessee's 14th ranked. I mean... Georgia should probably knock them out of the water. And of course we got Alabama and Ole Miss. We got Kiffin versus Saban. Saban Saban will pretty much uh destroy Kiffin and rub it in his face, because that's just how that goes. Now for Pitt basketball, you know, as you as you know, Miami of Ohio is denying Nike Sabandi. Uh, his uh, transfer to Pitt, I guess. They're not really, I guess they're just, um, you know, so he can't really play at Pitt right away. But luckily, we got Jay Billis on our side who's going after them, but I'm not sure if it's going to work because there's not much of a vocal group in this one. When Pitt uh, was restricting Cam Johnson, we had pretty much, we had Jay Billis, we had the ACC, God, I hate the ECC, especially Louisville. And, of course, Roan Fanbase was vocal. They were in support of Cam Johnson as well. So, eventually, our AD, you know, Heather like, I guess, you know, decided to step, intervene, you know, take care of this one. Obviously, that's an ongoing story. I don't know why... They don't just let them play. If coaches can go change jobs with no um, consequence, because I think here's the thing. I mean, if you're going to start restricting these athletes like this, why not do some for coaches where if they if they leave them of a contract, they can't have a postseason, um, they're not postseason eligible for a few years. So say if they leave with two years left in their contract, they don't get to play in a postseason or a bowl game for two years. Anyway, it's just one thing about it. Well, I'm not going to say much about that. I mean, that's really all I got on that. Um, 
NBA playoffs, I mean, Lakers obviously are going to close this one out. Tip of the half from LeBron. The uh, the bubble the bubble leagues, hockey and NBA were pretty good. They were fun. I enjoyed them. I'd love to see more of it. Anyways, guys, stay strong, stay healthy, stay safe. And let's see what other weirdness or normalities go with us for pit. How to pit, guys. Talk to you later.